Hey, good Thursday, everyone. Hope you guys are having a wonderful day and enjoying these awesome temperatures outside. Temperatures, highs today anyways, are going well into the 70s. So officially this time of year, that would be above average because normally we are much further down into the 60s, even in the 50s is common for this time of year. Um, all of this warm weather comes to a crashing halt later in the weekend, and I just wanted to touch base with that. And since it's been a couple of days, or several days rather, since we've done a, a full-fledged post, I really wanted to dig in a little bit further to what's coming down the road. So, let's hop to it, everybody. Um, like I said, temperatures today well into the 70s. Winds can be pretty gusty at times, um, but it shouldn't feel cool or, or anything by any chance. It should be a really, really nice feeling day. Uh, tomorrow is much of the same, but we do introduce uh, the chance for a couple of rain showers and a little bit more so uh, in the Saturday. And now once we're in the Saturday, uh, temperatures are still nice, but not as good as today. Uh, this is because we get a cold front that uh, starts to move in on Sunday. And on Sunday is going to be the tale of, uh, you know, two different, um, I guess, almost like two different seasons. Because ahead of that cold front, it's going to be nice and warm, but behind it, it's going to be cold. And so you're going to see um, on Sunday, you're actually going to see uh, uh, places further to the east um, hitting the 70s and or much warmer rather than areas to the west and north. It's going to be much colder because that cold front has already slid through. Um, this, and, and this cold front has got a, a potent upper level system behind it. Now, this one's not going to fully reach into the state. This one's going to stay a little bit north of us, but it is packing a lot of cold air. Um, this, this upper level system originated well to the north of Canada. So, um, you know, it's going to be a given. It's probably going to be going to bring some of the coldest temperatures of the season so far. Uh, so buckle up for that one. And if you remember a couple of weeks ago, I was highlighting um, we are likely to be um, cold for Halloween. That's not changed. Um, what you're going to see after this front passes, just about everybody's going to be in the 40s. Um, maybe a stray 50 tries to show up on Monday. Um, and then once we actually get into Halloween... We're in the 40s again, probably a little bit colder than, than Monday was going to be. Um, but we better bundle up for that trick-or-treating. Temperatures are going to be well down into the 30s. And um, you're going to have a widespread freeze threat that evening. Temperature is going to go well into the 20s as well. Um, any winds that may gust up a little bit could make it feel even colder. Um, and, and then what happens after that is uh, it's going to be more normalized. You know, a typical 
uh, fall pattern sets back in, especially, you know, one, now that we're into the beginning of November. Uh, let's face it, first couple of days, going to be cold. Um, there's going to be no doubts about that. Um, but, you know, that, that pattern gets normalized. We kind of even things back out for a little bit. But again, if you guys have been listening over the past couple of weeks, I was talking about somewhere right around the 9th, 10th of the month, um, you're looking at another big, deep trough sitting into the eastern half of the country. And that's still showing up rather well. Um, you know, right now, uh, looking at a couple of the models, uh, you, you actually continue to see a... A very interesting setup for that weekend. But before we get to that, um, you know, as this system and cold front moves by the wayside um, by the first of next week, we could get some lingering chilly rain showers in there that could mix with a snowflake or two. So some of you guys, a better chance probably to the northern part of the state, might see the first snowflake of the year. Um, you know, that, that shouldn't be a surprise to anybody at this point, but just note, it's possible, other than that, a couple of chilly showers. I'm not 100% sold on that just yet, but, you know, things look, um, very interesting as we go a little bit further into that, um, especially closer towards that weekend I was talking about. And, and, you know, as of right now, as, as I'm speaking with you guys, I'm looking at a couple of the models, um, two of which has been better than the other. The GFS, just all kinds of struggles here lately, but um, the Canadian and the European models, they're, they're pretty well in lockstep. The only difference between those two is placements. That being... We're looking at a uh, the possibility for a tropical system to kind of spin up over the Caribbean, possibly move into the Gulf of Mexico. Now, if that happens, we're talking about blocking up that pattern, you know, a couple of days at least. Um, now, we're still well away, you know, too far out, so to speak, to know exactly if this system happens and where it goes. Well, one of the models actually takes it down towards the Yucatan Peninsula and out into Mexico, as another forecast model wants to hook it and slam it into the, uh, to the western coast of Florida. So there's huge variability in this. We don't even know if this system's gonna happen. We know that models like the, the idea of it, and the pattern does favor it. Um, uh, additional tropical development. Um, if you get this thing to come into the Gulf of Mexico and impact the United States in any way, it, what it's going to do is block up the pattern for a day or two. Okay, And this time of year, what that tends to do is, of course, delays any cold fronts from continuing to swing through the country. And that allows for cold air to build up behind that front. And so after that tropical system moves by the wayside and that front finally comes through, you're talking about really, really cold Arctic air um, trying to slide through. That's when I think we might get a, um, 
you know, a sneaky little low pressure, a secondary low, maybe pop along that cold front as it tries to move across the area. And could be one of these things where, you know, east and southeast of that secondary low, it's a chilly rain. Areas to the west and northwest of that secondary low is going to be snow. So that's typically what you can see sometimes with a setup like that. Now, look, that's still close to being two weeks away. And, you know, it's not set in stone. But it's an interesting thing that continues to pop up on the models. And when we look seasonally, especially to that CFS model, there is signs that uh, consistently that the middle to end of November, that last half of the month looks really, really active with systems trying to roll across the area. And it's even trying to hint uh, in... in some systems trying to develop to the south and roll up through the northeastern part of the country, which tend to be, like I just said, rain and storms on the eastern, southeastern side of the low pressure where you still have the warmer air and you tend to get snow on the back side of those. And as those pass through the area, usually unleashes more Arctic air. So, if I'm a betting man, just seeing what's looking ahead for November, I'm, I'm saying that November runs colder than normal. And I think it runs a little bit above normal precipitation-wise. And, and while I've got you guys, too, um, you know, I wanted to uh, bring up this, the ENSO uh, forecaster, basically, that's monitoring El Nino. As you guys know, we're into an El Nino. We're well into it. Um, you know, there's no doubts about it. It's here. Um, Climate Prediction Center, um, you know, uh, they, they say there's an 80% chance of El Nino continuing through right around April, May. Okay, and, and so... Looks like we're going to stay El Nino throughout the winter and likely into spring. But once we really get through uh, kind of what I call the apex part of winter right around January or so, it shows, it looks like El Nino starts to wane a little bit. So that's kind of like when we start to go down uh, a big hill, like the other side of the mountain, really. And when we're traveling and and so looking at this chart here, 68% of all model forecasts keep us in an El Nino through at least April. Um, and so it actually looks like 100% of them keeps us through El Nino till February. And so that's that's... Uh, crucial when you look at it. And then once we get into the summer, right around, I would have to say, June-ish, um, we kind of go into a neutral phase where the patterns kind of start to change. And so that kind of sets us up to where we could possibly be in a La Nina for next year. 
So, and, and again, it's way too early to be talking about next year in, in the fall and winter, but it's always interesting to note because you can't ignore these things, okay? So we're, we're constantly watching these forecasts. They can always change, but for right now, again, as a betting man, I, I feel like, um, well, not, not as a betting man if I was a betting man, um, you know, my money would be on cooler than normal, and wetter than normal winter for the area. Um, and so, again, I just wanted to share that piece of information with you guys because it's looking more likely that we stay cooler than normal, wetter than normal, um, you know, because some of these warm waters out in the Pacific, you've got certain areas for an El Nino, you know, region 3.4, undoubtedly, has the, uh, when the waters are warmest in that region, 3.4, which is a little further off um, the coast of South America, further west into the Pacific, um, when those waters are the warmest in El Nino, it tends to have more of an effect on our weather. And so now, right now at the perfect time, those waters are slowly becoming the warmest out of the... Uh, the Nino area, so it's going to be very interesting to watch and see how that could possibly help amplify the pattern and, and what happens here. But, guys, you heard me say this about a month ago, and I have no reason to change my forecast. Based on what I'm seeing over the next month or so, I still like the odds of seeing some sort of an accumulating snowfall on or before Thanksgiving and you know just basing it on pattern alone this is not an official forecast from me but basing it on pattern alone you like you uh, you know if you like winter weather uh, you know you don't have to like the cold but if you're kind of that person who likes that Christmas spirit, just based on the pattern alone, you have to like the chances of a white Christmas. And let's be real. The last 10 years or so, on average, it's been pretty good to us for our odds for some sort of a white Christmas. And this pattern is supportive of helping those odds again because historically, we have much less than a 20% chance of a white Christmas every year. Based on where we live, obviously your chances are a little bit better the further north you live uh, in the country, but here in southeastern Kentucky, it's, it's, not, it's not great. But the last 10 years on average has been pretty good to us, so let's hope that trend continues. Guys, thanks for jumping in, listening to us. Update, have a great day. Take care.